Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Team Wealth Radio. I hope you've all had a good week since our last episode last week. Uh, unfortunately, Kevin won't be joining us today. Uh, his dad passed away uh, not too long ago, and he's just kind of recovering from that. But he says hi to everyone, and he misses you all, and he'll hopefully be back for next week. And Ewan might be joining us soon. He just got off his day job <laughs> uh, work, and he might join us a little bit later. But I'm very excited because I have a, a really good friend and an interesting human being who's done a lot of cool things in his life and who values family over everything else. Uh, here with us, who's overcome some struggles to become a successful writer and actor in Los Angeles. So welcome to the show, Corbin McCarthy. Thank you for doing this, love. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for having me. I'm excited to excited to be on. That's good. I'm glad. Did you did you listen to our radio show last week, or did you just see the advert on it, the like the little promotion thing? Yeah, I actually, I didn't listen to it last week. I, I saw the uh, little advertisement about it. So yeah, for sure, I missed it. Yeah, no, that's all good. Um, yeah, the, the, our guest last week was very similar to you. He, he grew up in Dallas and traveled all over and now lives in Vancouver, Canada, and he's been on 10 Netflix shows just last year. Um, so uh, he's, he's doing really well for himself, but he, like you, wants to pursue producing and writing as well as as well as well acting. So um, can you just tell everyone a little bit about you and who you are? Yeah, uh, okay, well, my name is Corbin McCarthy. For those who do not know me, uh, born and raised in Southern California in you know, I've been acting since I was a young kid, maybe about five, six years old. My parents, uh, you know, got me into modeling and commercials. And, you know, I just really fell in love with the process and just everything that, uh, you know, that, that comes around, that comes with it. And, you know, also I grew up playing sports, um, played basketball, ran track in high school and a little bit in college and, you know, really took the time to focus on that. And, you know, when I was done playing sports, I really came back and, focused on my acting and then started writing more and uh, just really focused on all aspects of that. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just big into the arts. Um, you know, like I said, just love acting and writing and just creating different projects. And, um, you know, like, like you said earlier, I'm big on family. So really try and just uh, keep my family in the loop and talk to them a lot. But, uh, but yeah, that's just, you know, that's just a little bit about me. That's very cool. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your youth? Um, since this show is geared mostly towards teenagers, but there's also parents and teachers that listen as well. Just tell us a little bit about what it m- was like as a five-year-old to get into an industry that's quite cutthroat, I, from, what, from what I hear from it, what that was like for you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely cutthroat, especially as a, you know, as a young child. You don't really know what you're signing up for. Um, but I was fortunate enough to have my father who, um, you know, he also acts and does commercials. And um, so he was pretty familiar on the business already. So it wasn't like, you know, we were just going in there blind, not really knowing what to expect. Uh, my mother also had some experience modeling as well. So, um, like I said, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, my parents have experience to where they were able to guide me, you know, not just send me to this person or that person because, you know, when you're young and eager and even when your parents want you to succeed and do well, you know, they might not know all the avenues to go or, you know, who's right for you, who's not. Sometimes you just they just, you know, throw you out there, which isn't always a great thing. But um, 
yeah, like uh, just growing up and just dealing with the whole process of, you know, doing little fashion shows and uh, going on auditions as a kid and uh, just different things really help you grow just even more as a, you know, as an artist, even as at a young age, you just kind of, you know, gain more experience and and build your um, build your your resume and just everything. It was just really an enjoyable experience. So when you started acting at around five, was it like little commercial roles or were you doing theater plays or what, what, what did you start with? Yeah, it was more commercials, you know, uh, a lot of like Disney stuff, you know, there's always tons of castings for, for, for Disney and, and, and kids around that age. So it started off with that and, uh, you know, little fashion shows, whether it was local fashion shows or, uh, you know, modeling for certain print jobs, um, yeah, just just kind of started on that avenue and then began to branch out and do more. And yeah, some local theater, um, big school productions. You know, when I was in school, our productions were pretty big. So I just always loved the aspect of, you know, rehearsal and just working with different people just to create like a really good project. So that's kind of where, uh, you know, I really honed my love for acting. That's awesome. That's kind of neat that you were able to follow in kind of the family footsteps some I mean some kids want to follow their parents but they're not good at whatever that the thing that their family does and then others don't want to follow their parents but they're good at what the family does and they end up going into family business whether it makes them happy or not so exactly and you really yeah and you really just got to follow what you love like you know if it just so happens to be that you know following in your parents footsteps is what you love and what you want to do then by all means go for it and do it and if it's not then then don't you really just have to Follow what you love. I know it sounds a little cliche, but it's true. If you're going to do something for so long, you might as well love it. Yeah. Do you have any brothers and sisters, and are they into acting or sports? I do. Um, I'm the oldest of five. So um, my youngest sister, she acts as well. Ironically enough, we have the same birthday. But, uh, yeah, she acts as well. She loves it. Um, and my my oldest sister, she plays sports. Uh, she's a pro basketball player right now. She plays in Iceland and she's killing it. She does very well. And, uh, yeah, she's played sports. She's modeled a little as well. Um, you know, growing up, but she really just loves sports. Like sports is, is her number one. And she's still playing pro right now. I'm fortunate enough to keep playing pro. So, you know, she wants to keep doing it as long as possible. Uh, my other siblings, um, not so much, uh, they don't really play sports anymore or, you know, the acting world isn't their, isn't their, um, their forte, but they're both very smart individuals and, you know, are creating their own path. So it's, it's exciting to see all my, all my siblings just working hard towards, uh, towards what they love and want to do. That's awesome. How does your family like foster that? How do you all keep, I I see your Instagram and, and all the time, you always have pictures of family together and you you seem very close with everyone. How do you, what, how does your family create that, uh, support network and how do you guys keep motivating each other um man I mean that, that's a great question I don't know it's just a closeness like we've that's always been there for as long as I can remember I'm sure even before I was born you know like we just really value we know the importance of family and we value that whether you know you don't always agree with your family or whatnot but at the end of the day, like we know what's important and we're able to come back and center ourselves and really be there for one another and love each other and uh, really help pers- help each other pursue, you know, 
whatever you want in life, whatever goals you achieve, doesn't matter how old or how young you are, we really help each other pursue it because when one of us wins, all of us win. So, you know, we really keep that mindset and like to help each other. Absolutely. Um, so when you were a teenager, were you focusing mostly on school or were you really focusing on acting and modeling and, and that avenue of your life? Or did you kind of try and balance both? Yeah, honestly, when I was uh, when I was a teenager, I really focused more on sports. Uh, I just felt like I really came into my own as far as basketball and track, more specifically basketball. And um, my goal was just to go as far as I could with basketball, even though I knew I loved acting. That was always something I planned on coming back to. So I really put a lot of time and energy effort into um, into my sports, training and playing games and different things. That was just really my focus there. Still having acting as, a, you know, something I love and still want to do. And uh, whether I was just writing back then, little short stories, just still keeping that creative side of me going, that really helps, uh, you know, foster. Um, I mean, that helps, you know, that aids you into just becoming a great artist and a, and a, and a good actor. So, uh, you know, that was always uh, part of me. Absolutely. And did you ever have like rough days in high school? Did you, I mean, you're a tall, good looking man. Did you ever have days when you had doubt or struggle with bullies or anything like that when you were in high school? Or were you a bully in high school? Or what were you like back then? <laughs> well, thank you for the compliment, first of all. Um, <laughs> but, but um, I mean, I definitely had tough days, sometimes self-doubt. And sometimes you get down on yourself or don't think you can accomplish what you set out to or, um, or whatever it may be. I feel like no matter how things may look on the outside, you know, you may look at somebody and think they have everything handed to them and everything's perfect for them. They may, that may not be the case, you know? So, um, I mean, I like to think that my struggles weren't, weren't as great as many others face, but, um, sometimes, yeah, it was just sometimes it, it wasn't always easy. It was, it was still, uh, still a lot of hard work that had to be put in and, you know, obviously some days are better than others, but, you know, I feel like when you have a goal set, you just, you really stay focused on that. And the other things that happen in your life, whether good or bad, are just to help build you up to uh, to reach your goal. So, yeah, some days are better than others. But, you know, like I said, I was fortunate enough to have my parents. Um, they were always very vocal with me and, you know, made, made themselves accessible if I had any troubles or just wanted to talk to them. Um, my mother in particular was always, you know, still to this day is always in my corner uh, there for me. So that really that really helps me a lot. Um, but especially as a teenager, when you're, you know, you're growing and you're coming into your own, a young man still trying to figure out a lot of things in life. So, um, yeah, yeah, I definitely uh, had to work through some things. And and are you does religion factor into your life and your family or n not a big focus? Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, I, ha I haven't been to church uh, like I should have. I'm not there every Sunday, but, you know, grew up Christian. Uh, my mom. Uh, kept us in Christian schools and, and just really, you know, God is uh, a center of our lives and just really kept like a strong focus on that. That was always and, and still is important to us. And, you know, she made us uh, made us aware of that. So, yeah, definitely, you know, God plays an important part, a huge part in my life. And and now or now that you're focusing mostly on is it writing, producing, acting, all of that you're still focusing on? Or is there one that you're focusing on more than another? Uh, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, I always feel like I'm always just creative in writing and have 
tons of ideas and different projects that I want to put onto paper and then eventually put on a film and put on camera. So my creative juices are always flowing. Uh, at this point, I really feel like acting will still be my number one right now just because I just still love being in front of the camera. But that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that I'm, I still don't focus on writing and producing um, because that's still just another part of the process that I feel like even makes me a better actor. So uh, I like to focus on everything and and just accomplish it and get it done. Absolutely. And we just have about 30 seconds before we go to commercial break. But I was just wondering, what about sports? Do you still use sports as a way to calm yourself or keep fit? Or do you, are you just a gym guy now or neither? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, acting wise, you want to stay in good shape. So I'm definitely in the gym uh, trying to even get in better shape. You know, I, I want to stay with that. That's an important thing. But yeah, I still love sports, still love playing sports and watching sports and you know, anytime I can get on the court, I like to. Um, but yeah, sports is sports is and will always be an important part of my life, whether I'm playing it or watching it or, you know, whatever. It's just, it's just fun. It's just a release sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So anyone out there listening who wants to follow Corbin, uh, if you want to follow him on Instagram, it's Corbin, K-O-R-B-I-N dot McCarthy, M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y. And then on Twitter, it's at Corbin McCarthy. This will be in the little bio following the show as well when it comes out. So if you're watching on iTunes or Voice America, wherever you're watching it, uh, all the information on how to follow him and keep track of his career um, will be <laughs> on there and available as well. Um, and when we come back, I think my co-host, Ewan, is just logged in here. So we'll be able to have him join us. And he loves talking about sports because he's an athlete. <laughs> Let's do it. Sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be great. So, and if anyone wants to give me a shout to ask any questions, uh, feel free to hit me up not only on our Facebook page or our Teen Wealth Instagram, or you can call our 1 800 number, 1 855 8616. That's 8336. We'll be back very shortly with Carver McCarthy. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, if you're just tuning in with us, we're talking to Corbin McCarthy, a writer, actor, and producer from Los Angeles. Uh, he's been telling us a little bit about his family, growing up with a passion of acting. And now you and Cameron, my co-host, has joined as well. Hi, Yui. Hey, what's up, everybody? So glad to have you, love. Did you just get in from the train? Uh, no, I was in on the train over this weekend where I had, I think came in at like 11 o'clock on Friday night, oh. but, uh, I think that's probably something you're used to on the route <laughs> that you'd now work on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. no, just been busy trying to get things prepped cause I'm out at five forty-five tomorrow. Yikes. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm not doing those long hours every week anymore. <laughs> just once a day, <laughs> just once a week now. Just once a week now. Yep. That's true. Oh, goodness. So, uh, Corbin, uh, I was just wondering, since you said just before the break that acting is kind of like your number one, the thing that you're focusing on the most, I just want to know a little bit about acting. Like, I know nothing about acting. I can't be anyone else other than myself. I literally have tried. I suck at it. So what's it like to to get yourself into a role, to become somebody other than yourself? What What's the process for you for that? I mean, for myself, I feel like the biggest thing is vulnerability. So you really have to just be able to let yourself go completely because you aren't you. You're bringing someone else to life. You're breathing someone. You're giving life to somebody else's words on a, on a page. So, you know, you really just, uh, like I said, let yourself go. And then, you know, once I get a script, I just really like to read it over a lot, um, really break it down, really get to understand the character if there's certain things that aren't there in the script, then, you know, I, I, I create them myself to just build a bigger backstory for the character and really, uh, you know, just break down the character, find different moments, find different aspects of this character. What makes them tick, what they have for breakfast this morning, um, what type of car they drive, just different things that the more you can really build and create a character yourself, the better you'll, you'll understand that character. I feel like the better you'll be able to to, uh, to bring them to life and to really, um, you know, give that character justice and, and uh, you know, m- make that character seen. So, yeah. so that's kind of that's kind of my my process, how I go about things. What What is your most challenging role that you've ever had to try and do? Do you, do you know? Do you have one that stands out or um, as far right now? Honestly, I don't think I have one um, because I, I feel like. At some point or another, I've related to basically every type of character I've played, which really helps. Um, but I really do hope I have like a really, really challenging role, hopefully in the near future, um, just because I feel like that just really challenged you as a as an artist and just helps you create more and 
uh, really pushes you. Like, I, I like a good challenge. So, you know, I'm always up for that. But uh, I'm sure that's to come in the, in the near future. Absolutely. What? So what if you could choose like a dream role, like a dream character to play and whether it be movie or TV, do you have one in mind, like someone that you really aspire to play? Man, I mean, oof, that's a great question. Uh, my dream role, I don't know. I would really want to play someone, um, a, a, a real character. I'd want to, you know, do a biopic of who I'd. I'm not too sure. I mean, there's so many great historical figures, you know, throughout uh, throughout our lifetime. But it would just be amazing to just, you know, be able to bring someone to life, or um, or or someone, you know, we're not too familiar with. There's a they're out there, you know. Uh, just to be able to tell somebody's story, I think is, you know, is an honor, whether we know them or not. So, I I don't really have a specific person, but you know, I would love to just you know, uh, portray somebody in a, in a biopic. I think that would be pretty, pretty cool. Oh, I think Ewan was trying to ask you a question, but he's on mute or something. I guess I can see his mouth moving, but I don't hear anything coming out. So <laughs> Ewan, you want to try again? <laughs> Thanks, Brandy. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try and push Brandy's agenda a little bit further here and try and get you to name names. So if there's not one in the future, you're looking forward to, what is one role that you've seen where you've snapped your finger and been like, shoot, that's the role I wanted to play, and now it's already been done? Is there one you can look at? Like, I want that role. Oh, that's a or good I wish question. that role was still available for when, like, you know, like, my next my next opportunity. Um, you know, a good one, a movie I really liked, and I, I would have loved to play that character. And... Uh, the person who played him obviously did a great job. Uh, but uh, Fruitvale Station, Michael B. Jordan, when he played Oscar Grant, that's just one of my favorite movies. Um, you know, I mean, it's a really sad story, but mm -hmm. it was just it was just really well done. And like I said, that's one of my favorite movies. So that's probably a character that I would have been like, I've been that would have been pretty challenging and you know exciting to play. But uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, there's you know now, now that you mentioned, I mean, there's, there's a couple. I feel like. You know, for some people who aren't familiar with Iceberg Slim, you know, most people know him as a as a pimp, which he's he's a well-known pimp. But, you know, I read about him and I feel like he has a really great story that, you know, I feel like would be a good story on screen. That would be something that I would like to, you know, potentially to bring to life. Um, yeah, there's there's just a I mean, there's a lot of uh, there's just so many stories out there that. You know, once you really dive into them and start reading about them, you're like, man, this would be a great film or this was something that would really challenge me that I would love to play. So, yeah, I'm definitely hoping I can do that someday. Those were two fantastic answers. And that was <laughs> that was that was that was pretty nice. I mean, obviously, the first one with uh, Fruitvale is is pretty, pretty fantastic. And then Iceberg Slim, just to totally polarize the whole spectrum and go to somewhere else. Exactly. I've at least heard, uh, I, haven't, I haven't read the book, but uh, I've, I've listened to a podcast about his life or what have you. So I've taken, I guess, the Coles Notes version. And it's pretty mm -hmm. phenomenal, his, his, his life story right through to the end, which is a lot different than, than a lot of his young adult life. Exactly. And then when you really, you know, you read about how he became who he was just because of, you know, how his upbringing, how just everything from his mother to not really knowing his dad, just, just a lot of different things that really, you know, created that went into creating the person he is. And like you said, how he, 
how his life ended was completely different. So I think stories like that, that really show like a, like a drastic uh, transition, uh, you know, that have a lot of depth to it really uh, resonate with a lot of people. And those are like certain stories that I like to, that I like to tell. So yeah, definitely Iceberg Slim would be, would be pretty cool. Growing up, were there any actors that you watched that you aspire to be like or that you learned from? Like, was there one or two that really went, ah, I got to be like him? Or <laughs> uh, Definitely. I mean, still to this day, I think Denzel Washington is the best actor to, to ever do it, me personally. I mean, from, I remember as a kid watching Glory and that single tear rolling down his eye. And I'm like, damn, like, I want to do that. Mm. You know, just to, I mean, look at his resume. He's just done basically everything. I don't know which, what more he could possibly do. So when I look at other actors and, you know, people in the industry, I still keep Denzel on that, on the top of the mountain, just because I, I feel like his body of work is great. And, you know, he's always been one of my favorites. But, um, I mean, other actors, I, I'm, I'm a Will Smith fan just because I like how he, really went from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air to basically playing himself to just present day to like really becoming a, a pretty damn good actor, a really good actor, you know, to have that much growth in a career is really tough. And he really put in the time, the work, the energy and effort to not just become, you know, a little, uh, you know, TV show actor, but really like a great, well-respected actor. So just mm-hmm. as far as like him taking the craft seriously and really dedicating himself and putting the time, you know, I'm, plus I just, I love most of his movies. So that's a, those are a couple actors who I, I really respect and, you know, try and take notes from and, uh, you know, even make myself a better actor with, uh, you know, after watching them. So yeah, definitely those two. Absolutely. So how important has education been for you in your life and how does that tie into acting? Because I know you also went to college. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, I did. Um, Education is very important, Um, but it's also important to know what you want to do. I I think college is important, but if you're somewhat unsure before you go to college, maybe a a junior college is the route you want to go. Me, myself, I went to a junior college first and then transferred out. Um, but yeah, education is definitely important. It's uh, the, the hitting the books is, is important. And, and not only, you know, getting good grades, but just the social aspect of it as well. Interacting with different people from different backgrounds um, really helps you become a, a well-rounded individual. And I feel like, you know, during our early adult years and, in college where we're really learning more about ourselves and becoming the people we aspire to be. Um, you know, college is a great place to do that. It's really the first time most people are on their own away from home and really are able to form their own decisions, make their, make their own decisions and just really, uh, you know, branch out and, and start to become the person they want to be. So mm. college, def- de- college definitely plays an important role. For sure. I, I, I asked that question because you talked about Will Smith. Like everything I listened to him say and how you said he's always honing his craft. Um, uh, he talks a lot about always educating himself and focusing on the next thing. And he's so dedicated. Do you do you take a lot of like acting classes or do you do speech coaching? Like what do you do a lot of extra things beyond college that help you become a better actor, writer and producer? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, in me personally, I feel like if you're not doing those things, then 
you know, you just become stale. You, know, you get stagnant. You don't really grow as a person, as an artist. You know, it's like uh, if you're not going to the gym, working out and staying healthy, how do you expect to, to stay in shape or get your muscles bigger? It's the same thing with acting. You know, if you're not currently acting, you should be in a class. Um, or if you're a writer, if you're not really writing anything or if you have a brain cramp or just whatever, if you're just stuck in the moment, there's different writing courses you take. Um, like I said, acting wise, you can jump in different classes, uh, different improv classes, just anything just to keep your creative juices flowing and uh, keep learning and growing. I mean, I feel like it's the biggest thing as mm-hmm. an actor. Uh, you know, acting is is 24 seven. It's not just when you're on set, you turn it on. There's different life experiences, different things that just happen in life that really help build you as an actor. So, um, like I said, me, myself, um, I like to stay in class when I can. Um, uh, I take different writing classes, whether some are just online courses or whatever it is. I really just like to stay active and uh, just become a better artist, because at the end of the day, you want to be the best artist you can. So, I mean, I feel like that really helps. uh, That really gives me an advantage to, you know, just growing, like I said, as a person and, and as an artist. That's awesome. Yeah, we're always, you and I are always talking about that. We're always trying to better ourselves, but some days it's not easy. We just have to go to commercial break and then we'll come back uh, in just a couple minutes, everyone. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends. You set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com. That's brandy with an I at globalteenwealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. 
All right, so I have a couple of uh, more serious topics that I'd love to discuss with you, Corbin. But first, we have to get to the fun stuff because as soon as I told some of the people in my life that you had been on not only Days of Our Lives but The Young and the Restless, my friends went nuts because those have <laughs> been around since what the seventies, and my mom watches them, my grandma watches them, my everyone I know except for me apparently love these shows and just to to be on these and have different roles on these shows you've been on them a couple different times have you not yes i have uh, i have but so, so what is it like to be on a show that's been around for 40 almost 50 years and and has been in the lives of people for a very long time in a weird way like it's all the house moms as soon as they send their kids off to school and clean up the breakfast dishes i remember my mom would plunk down and turn on days of our lives and watch that from 10 to 11 a.m and then the rerun at 4 p.m or whatever maybe even you and two you and did you watch those shows yes <laughs> I, I have to I have to plead my case that I had two older sisters and so we had to take turns uh, and organize who had the TV and at four o'clock uh, Pacific time is when Days of Our Lives came on so I know all about Marlena when she was possessed for what felt like fourteen months by a demon <laughs> and unless you know the history from any way back listeners they know exactly what I'm talking about and I'll just say one more word Stefano two words Stefano Demira. <laughs> And then was it Victor? Is that the other one, the bad guy? I don't remember. My, oh, my goodness. I think Victor's a good guy. I don't know. They switch roles. Yeah, I, that's the problem. That's why I can't follow them. So, Corbin, what was that like to be on these shows? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot going on all the time. Um, it, it's fun. Definitely a learning experience. And it's funny how you say, um, you know, your sisters or your mom, your dad, your grandma. It's one of those things that I didn't even realize the impact it had just, you know, being on there myself. Um, but I didn't realize how big it was even in, in my household because, you know, my grandma, my mother watched it and me, myself, I didn't really, I wasn't too, too familiar with it. I had to really kind of catch up and get familiar with it. But, um, it, it's fun. I mean, the biggest thing is just learning from a lot of pros on set, just little things. Um, just being on set, learning from them is, it's always, uh, it's, it's a really good learning experience. So I really enjoyed that. But, um, yeah, I mean. Like those shows have been on, especially days have been on a long time. And, you know, that's one of those that's like generational, you know, like I said, your grandma, your mother's watched it and it just kind of trickles down. So it, it was kind of cool to, uh, you know, just be a part of that. It's a very different style of acting than any other style. It's like very over dramatic and overdone and who killed who and who slept with whose sister. Is it, it what? So what did you have to? I don't know. Did you see that or, or did you feel that or like, what is that I, like? <laughs> I, I mean, sometimes that's the tone of the show, but they also shoot very fast. You know, most, um, most series shoot about an episode a week, you know, from the time they, um, you know, from the time they, uh, recorded to the time they edited and everything, it's about a week. Soaps usually shoot about five episodes a week. So it's a lot, the pace is a lot faster. You're basically doing an episode a day. So you really, you know, you figure out and you learn how to hit your cues and just be on point with a lot of things because, you know, there's not that much time to really um, have as far as, you know, errors and, and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's still an enjoyable experience. And like I said, you definitely learn a lot just from being around the actors, the cast and crew, the directors. You know, it, it's, uh, it's fun to be around. And what type of acting do you enjoy doing the most? Do you, are you like comedy? Do you like serious? What do you have a genre that you really like or that you're best at that you feel or I, um I'm a, I'm a fan of so much stuff so um 
I mean, honestly, my favorite to do is probably comedy just because that's a little bit more who I am. Like, you know, I just like being goofy and joking around and and uh, just being silly and, and stupid and all that. So I feel like comedy brings a lot of that to life. But mm-hmm. I mean, I still enjoy, you know, doing dramas, um, especially just depending on what the story is that you're telling. Um, it's just all fun, just different types of fun. So I, I really do enjoy it all. But if I had to pick one, I'd probably say comedy, just because mm-hmm. that's a little bit more closer to who I am, just being goofy and, and enjoying things. Have you ever done, like, stand-up comedy or anything like that to try and really push you out of your comfort zone? I have, and, oh, my goodness, stand-up comedy is probably the most difficult thing out there. Mm-hmm. I have so much respect for all stand-ups, especially really good ones. Um, but even the really good ones at some point bomb. So once you kind of learn that, that kind of just, you know, puts your mind at ease. But I've done stand-up a few times. Um, it, it hasn't been too bad. Um, it's something I actually, in this year, I really said to myself that I'm going to try and focus more on just, uh, you know, branch out. It's just another, uh, just another, uh, you know, leaf in the hat. And like I said, just to grow as an artist, but I kind of want to focus a little more on stand up this year. And, uh, cause that's tough. I feel like if you could do stand up, you could basically do anything. Absolutely. I, it's interesting that you chose comedy as your favorite and, and yet the dream role was a biopic. So I love, this is what I love about you is you're, you have such a range of who you are as a person. You're a fun, good looking young guy who plays sports, who likes making people laugh, but you also really care about things that are impacting the world and family. And you've put a lot of focus on the important stuff. I think a lot of people think that people that are become celebrities or are actors can kind of be flighty and full of themselves. And I've never seen that with you. Like you don't have an air of arrogance to you at all. I've always seen you be like a very proud person that stands for what you believe in and focuses on the, what I think <laughs> from my side is are important things. What keeps you that way? What keeps you grounded with all that? Oh, well, thank you very much for the compliment. I do appreciate that. Um, I don't know. I feel like at the end of the day, we're all people. So it doesn't matter if you have all the money in the world or not a cent to your name, you know, you still bleed blood, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're all the same. So if, if, especially like, even look at you guys right now, you guys are using your platform to help others, which is a beautiful thing. And I want to be able to do that. And even more, I feel like if you have the ability, you have the platform to speak for those who can't really speak for themselves, or you have the ability to reach millions of people when others may only have the ability to reach a few hundred or five or ten however many then use it whatever platform you have use so that's just always been a focus of mine and i still even want to do more with it you know the more my platform the bigger my platform gets the the big the more i want to use it and the more people i want to reach and that's not to say even if you don't have a big platform that your voice shouldn't be heard because if you can only speak to one person and influence them then that's exactly what you should do because you really just don't know who you'll talk to who can really uh, who you can really help and how that may influence the next person and so on and so on but um as far as me being you know thank you being grounded and focused uh, just focus on focusing on certain issues. Um, definitely from my mom, even my grandma too, you know, those are two strong women in my life who I've always seen be, you know, very outspoken and just speak up when, when they see, you know, something that's not right or, you know, they, they help others. They're very selfless. Um, so I, I like to just, I, I see that I grew up with that. I like to really focus in on that and, you know, make them proud, make myself proud, because, you know, I understand that, you know, when I'm when I'm out in public and, 
and whatnot, I'm a representation of them. So I want to, you know, make them proud and represent them well. So I just have to ask, in your industry, there there is a ton of rejection. Like some of us will apply for a job or two or three jobs. We'll go to a couple of interviews. In the acting world, you have to go to like a million auditions and get maybe one out of the the million. Or, I mean, unless you've had extraordinary luck or something like that. But what is that? How do you deal with the nope? You're not nope 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 nope. You must get a lot of no's in your industry. Or is that is that just my thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you definitely do. You don't get every audition you go out for, you know. You may go out for 100 and might get one, and that's not even bad odds. I know that sounds crazy. But when you focus back on why you got into this, why I got into this, it's because I love doing this. I love creating. I love, I love the art. I love it. So, you know, me not getting a role or, or something doesn't uh, detour me or discourage me. It just makes me want to keep working harder. And sometimes there's just roles that aren't right for you. You mm-hmm. know, you can only you can only be yourself and do so much. You know, there there are certain roles that just, you know, maybe are a better fit for someone else. And that's fine. That doesn't make you any less of an actor um, just because you didn't book a role. Like I said, you just you know, it just makes me it just makes me want to work harder and focus more and just keep 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 on pursuing it and just and just, you know, like I said, become even even better. That's so important because so many people give up on their dreams because they receive a no so many times. Like every time our funding falls through for the nonprofit or um, something goes wrong, everyone's like, oh, okay, so now it's time for you to give up and get a real job. And I just, that's never been an option for, I think, for you and for me. And I know you and I have talked about that a lot. It's just not an option. We know what our purpose is. We know what our passion is. And we stay on that. It's so hard sometimes. So I love that you said that. I don't even have to ask anyway. you what keeps you going. You just said it. You're like, no, oh, uh, back to family and why I'm here. So thank you for that. Well, well thank you. And just how you say, you know, like your purpose and what keeps you going. Or, uh, you know, if you said how your funding fell through and it's time to get a real job, you can take your purpose and make that your real job, just as you guys are doing. It may take time. You may have to work two and three other jobs, but in the meantime, still focus on what you love and keep building that and keep growing at that until the point where you reach. And that's that's what's able to carry you. So never lose sight of what you love. Absolutely. So we do have to go to commercial break in just a minute. Um, when we come back, I do want to talk about philanthropy and where you might want to um, once you do have your huge platform, because I know you're going to be wildly famous and successful in changing lives and making biopics about Every great person in history, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, where you would like to kind of put your foot in this world in terms of philanthropy. But uh, for now, I just want to give a shout out to your Instagram and your Twitter. Um, You can follow Corbin on Instagram at Corbin.McCarthy. That's K-O-R-B-I-N dot M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y or on Twitter at Corbin McCarthy. Uh, No dot in the Twitter one. Um, and you can follow him, and then I'll have all this information on how to follow him as well within the bio after the show. Uh, we'll be back in just a couple minutes to finish up the show with Corbin McCarthy. Thanks, everyone. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Uh, this is so funny. I had technical difficulties and lost the power of my laptop, so I'm on my phone now. <laughs> oh, goodness. It takes takes a lot to make little things happen, doesn't it, guys? <laughs> but as long as you make it happen. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, so we've talked a lot about um, what inspires you, uh, some of the roles that you've done. And uh, I just want to know, when you finally get that huge platform that you, you will probably have within a very couple few years because you're super talented and awesome. What would you focus on as your philanthropy efforts? Where Do you have one thing that you're super passionate about or two things that you really would love to put your effort into? Um, my biggest thing is just really like inspiring the youth and help them uh, find what they love and, and, and to, like I said, to just help bring that up. You know, um, uh, for for a short period of time, I actually coached youth basketball, and that was fun. Just because you know you're I'm able to interact with young kids, and you know they love playing sports, and just to see that and help them, you know they would come and ask me different things that were even outside of basketball. So just to see that was pretty cool. But um, you know I I, I don't really have a particular th- uh, thing as far as giving back, but I know I do just want to really help inspire the youth, and um help them become the, the best things they want to be. If it's advice and acting, great. If it's different things, you know, if it's anything, even outside of acting, like really help them, um, you know, just give them, uh, lend them, uh, you know, be a set of ears that they could speak to on um, someone who's, you know, gone through different things and is able to really um, to speak to them and just help them, like I said, grow into, into what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely think inspiring the youth is just something that you don't even have to have a, a big platform to to do that. You know, um, 
I, I like to do that now. Just um, any chance I get, you know, whether I'm working uh, with young kids or just young kids around in the industry or just, you know, just be there to, to um, you know, even if they want to pick my brain or anything, just to be there. But, you know, having a big platform definitely helps. And it's still pretty cool to to have that big platform. It's awesome. Yeah, Ewan's definitely, uh, he's all about helping youth and uh, he loves sports as well. So maybe the two of you one day can coach a basketball camp together. <laughs> That's good. Hey, you never know. You or maybe never know. Yeah. There's tons of possibilities. <laughs> Whoever gets to the college level first, the other one can start a pipeline from their from their hometown. There, there we go. Let's do it. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Um, <laughs> so there's, I'm, you're Corbin. You're black. You're in America. You're in Los Angeles. Um, racism is a huge thing right now. The Black Lives Matter movement is a huge thing. My business partner, my fiance, um, we all we talk about this all the time because it's impacted everybody's lives. Where, what's your take on that and how does it affect you in the industry and what's it like living in LA? Like I remember being down there three years ago when I was living in LA and there was a March and a bunch of people shattered windows at the restaurant that we were sitting at because we were right on 7th in downtown LA and it freaked everyone out and then this huge conversation started and then some fights started and it was weird to be right in the middle of that because as a Canadian I don't see it as much as I did when I was living in the States. And I was just wondering wh- where you come from on that and has it affected your industry or are you getting roles, et cetera, et cetera? Well, it's funny you said, you know, racism is a huge thing right now. Racism has always been a huge thing. The difference is people with social media, people are able to show it more, put mm-hmm. it out there, get, give it an even bigger face. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about before social media, you know, a lot of the media outlets we had is what was given to us through news stations or print newspapers, you know, so they were able to construct certain things in a way that, you know, unless you were experiencing it or seeing it yourself, you didn't really know about. Well, now if something happens, you know, we can pull out our phones and tweet it to the world in a matter of minutes, matter of Mm -hmm. seconds. So, you know, I feel like the, the racism issue has always been there. Um, You know, (laughs) our country was founded on racism. So, you know, that's kind of a huge reason uh, where where we're at today. And our, I feel like our country really hasn't really, really addressed the issue of racism. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're in denial as a country about it, but it's still there, whether it's systematic racism, um, you know, just certain procedures and laws put in place that affect a group of people, minorities, uh, color, <laughs> black folks, color people, you know, so... Um, racism is definitely huge. I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll be 30 next month and I've experienced racism myself. And, you know, for those people who think, you know, things are getting better, it may appear that way. Certainly we've made certain strides that, um, you know, societally look better, but we still have a lot of issues that need to be corrected. Um, um, as far as within the industry, um, I feel like it comes in waves as far as whether it's it's a good time to be black in the industry or whether it's not. And we're definitely in a wave to where you're seeing a lot more people of color on TV. Um, but I think that comes from people just wanting to see their world reflected. You mm-hmm. know, when we watch shows that are just an all white cast or something like that, to me, more times than not, that doesn't really reflect the world we live in. So a lot of times people aren't relating to it. You know, so when we see... Uh, you know, a diverse group of people on TV or different backgrounds, different ethnicities, um, just everything. I feel like that's more indicative of the world we live in. So people like to see that reflected. 
So I mm-hmm. think that's a huge thing, you know. Um, but, but yeah, um, me myself, I don't really feel like my race has uh, affected me in the industry. Maybe maybe it's with, um, you know, if it's an all white cast and they want one black guy, so now it's all these black actors going out for that one black role maybe in that way but like i said even now you're seeing um you know more black people on tv different roles and um i think the biggest thing is really getting in the room not just on the camera but having more people of color uh producing writing directing uh just more in the creative process the casting Mm -hmm. process more behind the scenes i feel like that's the biggest thing to me because if you have an all-black cast telling a quote-unquote black story but you know, you have all white writers writing from a perspective, looking on the outside in, that's not really telling an authentic story. You know, they're telling it from the outside looking in. So how can that story really be believed and, you know, trusted? So, um, I I don't know. I just want to see more people of color, more women, um, just behind the camera. And, uh, like I said, in the casting room and, uh, directing, producing just more of the overall process. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's been it's been so interesting. When um I flew to Dallas two years ago, uh just after the shooting of those five police officers, and I actually went to hear Obama speak in Dallas, and it was one of the most interesting times of my life because it's something I still can't wrap my head around. Uh, I was just raised that humans are humans. That's it. We love each other, we take care of each other, everybody mm-hmm. deserves the same equal rights. And I was there and I ran into this group of young men and they were covered in tattoos, just they were just, they looked like the hardest group of young guys I could ever have run into. And I, and I made friends with a couple of them and I started talking. I ended up hanging out with them the whole week that I was in Dallas. And they told me that some of them were bloods from the, but they had come here to show, to stand for something. And they weren't, I don't know. It was just, it's, it was a, a very weird moment. And one of the young men said to me, he goes, this is the best time to be black in America. And I didn't expect to hear that from him because he had told me about like this hard life that he'd been living for a long time. And, and, and I said, why? And he said, well, because this is the time that people are starting to actually like listen and get mad about it. And we're actually starting to stand up. It's like a, it's like a start of a revolution is coming. And so it was just, it was interesting to hear this. He was like 23 years old and had had a really horrific life and had grown up fighting for everything he had. So it was just, it was interesting to hear him say that. So I was just Wondering what it was like in the industry, and oh my goodness, we only have one minute left. That's so it goes by too quickly. <laughs> Time is flying. <laughs> it always does. Corbin, thank you so much for coming on the show. If you could give one piece of advice to anyone out there for the last thirty seconds, what would it be? Oh, one thing I would say is really follow your heart and your passion. Like there will be people that will want to detour you from that. They could be family members, they could be friends, whoever. But if you and your heart know what you love and know what you want to do, just keep following that. Minimal progress is still progress, so just keep pushing. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Ewan. Thank you for coming on and co-hosting with me again, love. Always, fam. And uh, again, guys, if you want to follow Corbin, just go to Instagram, corbin.mccarthy. That's K-O-R-B-I-N dot McCarthy, M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y. Or on Twitter, you can follow him and get his great tweets at Corbin McCarthy. Again, we'll have his bio uploaded very shortly with his headshot and all of this information. And I'm pretty sure you can find him on Facebook, too, at Corbin McCarthy. Uh, And again, if anyone wants to reach out and ask any questions, they can always hit me up on Facebook, email, or you can call our 1-800 number, 1-855-8616. We'll see you all again, same time, same place. Thanks again, Corbin, for joining us. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good week, everyone. (laughs) 
for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show.